0: Hi, and welcome to the Finnovate Podcast. We are wrapping up our conversations with the Finnovate Spring Best of Show winners this week, and we're ending on a really good one. We're gonna be talking to Nate Gibbons, Chief Experience Officer of QuickFi. Nate, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Likewise, thanks for having me, Greg. It's always a pleasure.
0: So you've heard me say this over the last couple of weeks. If you haven't already found them, all of the demo videos from Finnovate Spring are available at finnovate.com videos. Um, And I would highly recommend that you check out the latest demo from QuickFi. Obviously, it resonated really well uh, with our audience. But Nate, can you start off by just giving us a quick overview of what QuickFi is all about for those who haven't seen your video?
1: Yeah, sure. So we are a technology company uh, that is really built to serve banks, manufacturers, and their customers. And when we started the business in 2018, we really felt a tremendous amount of excitement and optimism. And, you know, not necessarily because we were certain that the business would succeed, but because we saw an opportunity that for some reason, nobody else was responding to. And that was to bring significant improvement to the financing experience for business customers. Um, And and we knew that by starting from scratch, we would have a unique competitive advantage to leverage uh, new rapidly advancing technologies to do things that hadn't done before. So what was important to us was to not just apply some cool tech to the existing financing model. We really wanted to to, to create an entirely new model, and so we did. So, so we built a 100% digital self-service financing platform that enables banks and manufacturers to securely offer low-rate term financing for business equipment. The business customers apply for, consummate, Uh, commercial equipment leases and loans without ever having to speak with the lender unless they choose to do so. And because the platform is highly automated and fully self-service, the entire financing experience, starting with the application all the way through closing, can be completed in a matter of minutes instead of days or weeks under the traditional model.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's really cool technology and it's been my pleasure to watch it unfold over the years. And I have to admit, you know, uh, before I first saw your demo, I really didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the business lending space. But the more I was listening to your pitch, obviously, this is a massive uh, industry segment um, and and clearly it was something, something that's pretty vital. To the overall economy. Can you talk a little bit about how the system was functioning before QuickFi uh became an option for, for people in this space? Or, or maybe another way to put it is, you know, how come the industry needed QuickFi, continues to need QuickFi?
1: Well, the the traditional model was never set up to maximize customer value. It was set up to maximize profit. And this is why most organizations are either unwilling or unable to shift to a model that favors the customer. I mean, one of the issues with the profit-centric model is that it lacks transparency. It's intentionally opaque, which results in customers overpaying. There's there's actually a well-known writer in the FinTech space, his name is Alex Johnson, who alluded to this uh, in an article called The Product Developer's Dilemma, right? So he describes this collective action problem in financial services, where financial service providers are incentivized to drive their customers to financially unhealthy choices. Right. So for example, it's more beneficial for all lenders if customers are financially healthy, right? But those, you know, those with less debt can afford to take out more loans. But individual uh, lenders acting in their own best interest, namely to maximize profit for themselves participate in behaviors that actually erode the financial health of their customers. You see this through hidden fees, tricks, and other things kind of embedded in the contract and the financing process. So what happens is other financial service providers see the potential uh, profit benefits and they follow suit in spite of the negative consequences this has on the larger ecosystem. Now, there are a few exceptions like Amazon and Netflix who don't focus necessarily on profit, but on customer value. In fact, it was Jeff Bezos who said, your margin is my opportunity. Um, You know, another thing about the legacy model is that it's very manual, which means business customers are spending days and weeks waiting for credit departments and documentation departments to deliver things that really should be delivered instantly. Um, You know, and then on top of that, the traditional model is a sales model, which can create friction. It can create tension when sales incentives commissions conflict with customer preferences, simplicity, transparency, convenience, and and minimizing costs. So as for QuickFi, it was built not to maximize profit, but to dramatically improve the customer experience. Um, You know, we built the platform to, to give banks, manufacturers and their customers, a finance experience that's relevant for the new age that we're in. What used to be confusing and burdensome is now simple and elegant and transparent. Yeah. You know, what used to be manual is now 100% digital and highly secure. And I think particularly important is the fact that the control, which was previously held by the lender or finance company, has been shifted to the customer. So delivering this new model for us has allowed us to to do our part, to make positive, significant improvements to to, to commercial lending to restore customer trust, and to give business customers a level of speed and convenience that previously wasn't possible.
0: No, I love that perspective. And I think it's something which a lot of the fintech industry understands to some degree, but you rarely see it in action. Um, And and there certainly are places where you sort of have to choose, do I want this to be as profitable as it possibly can be, or do I want my customers to be as happy as they possibly can be? Um, And it's a balance, of course, every company has to try and decide that for themselves. But the way you talk about it, you make a really convincing case that focusing on that customer value side of it is is really crucial. And obviously, in the market that you're talking about, those customers are extremely valuable. And some of the numbers that you throw around when you're talking about a piece of equipment that you need to go out and buy and finance is astronomical. And so you think if you can make that process smoother, there's a lot of margin to potentially uh, be be cut out there. Um, And again, that is the opportunity that you have really come right into. Now, another really fun piece for me has been watching the evolution of QuickFi over the years. We've seen your technology a couple of times on stage um, and you continue to push it forward to continue to add features and add functionality and again, continue to resonate with our audience. Can you talk a little bit about some of those evolutions and those new pieces that you've added and particularly what you demonstrated on a stage at Finnovate Spring this year?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, if if you think about the original MVP of our platform of our technology it was really designed for the business customers that were taking out the loans. We we thought that the technology might have implications beyond just serving the borrower, but I don't think any of us anticipated how quickly we would be approached by several global manufacturers and banks eager to deliver a unique experience, uh, unique finance experience to their business customers. This early interest from the banks and manufacturers was timely. Uh, but also encouraging because if nothing else, it confirmed our strategy to be a technology company instead of a lender. With the manufacturers, statistically, those that offer financing sell more products in the short term. But in the long run, the financing can actually harm the manufacturer's brand if the financing process is painfully slow and unnecessarily complex, which is often the case. The financing is, it's critical to the overall selling process and the customer experience. So we quickly developed other capabilities to integrate with the manufacturers and distributors and significantly speed up and simplify the financing process for them, which includes uh, automated instant pre-approval capabilities, tools that give the manufacturers complete insight and control over the financing process as opposed to relinquishing control to a third-party finance company. And of course, our latest product, which is a tool that integrates directly into the manufacturer's e-commerce site. This latest innovation, it really is the first of its kind, and it allows business customers to obtain low-rate term financing during product checkout in a matter of minutes. And to achieve this, we we knew that we had to figure out how to automatically transfer the product and order details from the manufacturer's shopping cart to uh, to the a simple credit application without the customer having to rekey all of that information separately. We then sort of leveraged our existing credit engine and APIs to automatically instantly render an approval on the spot using very minimal information entered by the customer. So uh, this it's something that we're really excited about, and we we think this new capability is is going to be a game changer.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, certainly I would encourage anybody to go watch the, the demo and see it in action because it really is a very smooth process. Um, my next question is, you know, how much of the evolution that you've talked about has come from feedback that you received from people at events like Finnovate? I mean, obviously, you know, where you're going um, is not always where you expect to go when you start a company. And so I'm wondering, have there been any kind of key conversations or key pieces of feedback that have really shaped how you've evolved as a company?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think you're spot on about sometimes the identity crisis that we go through where we're trying to determine what direction to go in and and what's appropriate and will there be demand for it, all those types of things. I, I personally strongly believe that learning agility is one of the single greatest competitive advantages of any business. And learning agility is fueled by feedback. John Chambers, who was the former CEO uh, of Cisco made a statement that at least 40% of all businesses will die in the next 10 years if they don't figure out how to change their entire company to accommodate new technologies. Well, knowing what to change and knowing what new technologies to deploy is nearly impossible without feedback. I think the neat thing about Finnovate, about events like Finnovate, is the quantity and the immediacy of the feedback, which is important regardless of the stage of a company. we've had people from completely unrelated industries approach us and just because they were intrigued by what we were doing and they've asked if our technology can do certain things. We've had banks and manufacturers approach us after seeing our demo and ask about certain capabilities, some of which didn't even occur to us initially, but then quickly turned into new business opportunities. Uh, Even the e-commerce capability, if I think about it, was the result of feedback where we were demonstrating to a large manufacturer how our financing platform can help them to sell their products faster with significantly less friction. And they asked us if it also had the capability to integrate with an e-commerce platform. And at the time we said, well, no, not yet. <laughs> well, it does now. <laughs> right. But we, you know, quickly deployed the resources to build something uh that that didn't exist before. So yeah. Um You know, and I think just in general, you know, the the pursuit of feedback, it demonstrates humility. It conveys a a commitment to learning. It conveys a hunger to make yourself and those around you better. And I think this is what innovation is all about. This is what innovation means to us anyway. So the feedback really has had a tremendous influence on how we've evolved over time thus far, and it will absolutely continue to influence who we become in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a really crucial point. And I think obviously we're really happy to have been able to provide a venue for you to get some of that feedback. I would also say to any of the banks who are listening to this, you know, this is a there's a lesson here as well, that if there's something that you see from a technological standpoint that's close to what you need, ask. Because I think all of the companies who you end up wanting to do business with will be open to that kind of feedback, that kind of idea. And the more communication there is between the different sides of the industry, the better the technology itself actually ends up getting. So um, this is a really good way to kind of validate that thinking, um, I also know that it's been uh, fun for me to watch you and Jillian evolve as demoers on stage. You know, the idea of the seven minute demo itself is something that you both have appeared to become quite comfortable with now. How has that changed for you? And how's the way you've kind of thought about that seven minutes changed?
1: Yeah. Well, as for Jillian, I mean, she's one of the most efficient, technically capable individuals I've ever met. I mean, if you've, asked her to perform the demo in two minutes, she could probably pull it off. To be completely transparent for me, it uh, I'll admit that it was challenging at first. And I, I think a lot about my academic career and how a lot of the work that I did required us to write 10, 20, and in some cases, 50-page papers where you're taking a concept or an idea and you're figuring out how to stretch it out, right? Yeah. So. I have spent years trying to unlearn some of those tendencies and be more succinct, Uh, but I think fortunately, everything that we're doing here at QuickFi is all about speed and simplicity, and it's helped to to stay in that frame of mind. And we've really tried to embody a concept that that actually originated from Leonardo da Vinci, who uh, said that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. With the demo, you're asked to tell a story about something you're passionate about that can potentially revolutionize an entire industry, and to do it in seven minutes or less. Yeah. So, it requires a tremendous amount of uh, of restraint and also intentionality. It's, it's quite tricky, but I think Jillian and I have actually both grown to really look forward to it. Yeah, no, certainly
0: uh, the intentionality that you bring is clear. And um, I love the name dropping, by the way. This is the most well-researched podcast interview I've had in a long time. All the different quotes (laughs) that you're bringing in and these outside Speakers, that's great. Uh, I think we're re- coming up on the end of our time. Um, but really quickly, before uh, we we have to leave, I just want to get a sense of what we can expect to see from QuickFi in the future. I mean, obviously, you know, you've evolved quite a bit at this stage. I'm assuming you're going to continue to evolve and expand. What can you tell us about what the future holds for QuickFi?
1: Well, at a minimum, you'll hear about some, uh, a few well-known brands that are partnering with QuickFi, which is really exciting for us. Uh, some of them have shared some rather ambitious goals and ideas about how QuickFi might further help them achieve significant market differentiation to enter new markets and even deliver new value to their customers. Um, it, you know, the reality is we serve several global manufacturers. We have patents in, in multiple countries. We, we're trademarked globally. so particularly from our global manufacturer partners there has i think been a, a bit of excitement and anticipation about expanding our global f- footprint um you know i'll also add that we we really do have uh, very intentional plans to get more uh, more mileage out of ai and machine learning uh, right now our technology is just scratching the surface but when we think about the implications um in terms of risk mitigation fraud detection um customer service, even regulatory compliance, that the possibilities really are endless. So you'll definitely wanna keep an eye out for further developments uh, on that front.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's been, as I said, a real pleasure watching as the technology has evolved so far and you know, allowing yourselves to expand as quickly as you have certainly comes with some complications, let's say, and I'm sure there's no shortage of challenges to try and iron out, but I fully expect that you'll be able to meet those challenges and I really look forward to seeing what the future holds. So um, again, I've been talking to Nate Gibbons of QuickFi. Uh, check out their video, their best of show winning video at finnovate.com slash videos. And Nate, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: It's been my pleasure, Greg. It's always uh, great to connect.